3: What's up, everyone, and welcome in to the Prediction Esports Backliners podcast. Aggro, joined by Barracuda, and as you can tell by my... Look, finals went long. Um, the people at Prediction Esports are very hard workers, but they couldn't get the overlay done in time to turn around because Sam took a little bit longer to win than maybe we were expecting. We, I had to make the overlay myself, but I think it looks pretty good. We've got Sam for Soccer Jungler for ghost gaming and the best team in the SPL officially now after your win. Um, so let's, uh, let's get one thing out of the way. Okay. Um, I'm my apparently brain is turn shot up for
2: audio for the one thing out of the way. Apparently you need to turn up. Apparently it's quiet. Just it
1: quiet.
3: Okay. Yeah.
2: Just going to toss that one out there. Just.
3: All right. Unlucky man. Listen, I'm doing my best. Out here, fellas. Okay? <laughs> I am doing my best, and that's all that you can say. Oh, I see. I am quite quiet. Why am I so quiet? I hope it's using the right microphone.
2: I to turn both of you guys up like to two hundred percent on Discord, so I could hear you. Really? Um, let's make sure. But apparently, I'm a little loud. Sorry. Oh my god. I'll step back. Okay. My should, I, should
1: I move this mic closer or what?
3: No, I think you're sounding good. I think I'm sounding better. Okay. Now, is that better, sure. chat? Much better. Okay, yeah, I think it was using the wrong one. Okay, welcome in. My brain is fried. I just casted for five hours in a row. Uh, Sam's brain is fried. He just played for five hours in a row. But let's. Uh, do you guys want to start with the finals, or do you want to start with the beginning of the tournament? How how do how do we want to break down uh, the SPL playoffs?
2: My set was great. <laughs> okay, we can start there. That's
3: fine. Um, Barra, well, let's. Uh, Let's start with the very beginning, because when I heard that Ghost was going to get Baskin, I was mm-hmm. like, Does, do they know? Like, do Renegades know? Because I thought of a situation where you guys loaded into the game, you expected to see Slaney, and then Baskin <laughs> loads in and you go, wait a minute. And then game starts sound and you go, wait, no, Baskin, like, we can't do up against this. What uh, What were you guys thinking going into that set?
2: So, yeah, we knew for a while um that they were going to get baskin and we decided to stick with the row um haddix was the next choice that we had for solo if there was anyone available and it was kind of the only choice that we were like thinking about but we i mean obviously for other reasons we could not you know anyways uh (coughs) yeah we had to uh stick with row we also Scrims were really good this week. Um, some days were really good, some days were bad, but, I mean, that's... Honestly, with a sub, like, that's way better than expected, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Ro was like, oh, I get to play my first game of Ranked Conquest for the year. Oh, no.
3: <laughs> <You're>, you <laughs> mean what? to tell me Ro has not been slamming Qs? No, unfortunately,
1: he has not been a, Sam,
3: what are Sam, th- what's your reaction you know, to that? Yeah,
1: I mean...
2: What are you expecting for how the set's gonna go? If you're not slamming the cues, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be slamming. He was okay. So once he uh, was our sub or whatever, he was nonstop slamming the cues. <laughs> thankfully, and
3: where did he get to? What what what's it, what was his finishing MMR You think before the set started?
2: Uh, I would say probably 26, 27. Okay. If I had to guess, if I had to guess, that's good. Um, but our style was. We wanted a pressure duo and uh, kind of leave Rowan on an island. That did not work because the island was burning on <laughs> Rowan's side. <laughs> the island was on fire and the I think we invaded two purple buffs the entire set. So our strategy did not work at all. And mm-hmm. it felt like as the games went on, the games got easier, but they were still so impossibly hard. <laughs> that slightly easier wasn't enough to win the set or even like make it look close. Like and your then, job
3: was to move a boulder. And by the end <laughs> of the game, like the end, like towards later on, the boulder was like budging. Like you yeah. could see, like it was budging, but you couldn't like lift it up, you know, mm-hmm.
2: it's like a 4,000 pound boulder. And it was mm-hmm. like 30 pounds lighter by the end of it. Okay. So a slightly easier, but still impossible. Um, for, well, maybe for you. Yeah, we don't work out. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> our team is not moving that boulder. And I, I don't know. It's just in the games they just felt like we were completely outmatched, and that's a really bad feeling. Like when uh, I can't remember which game it was, but there was one game where Vin was Agni, and he got basically went on by Sam. And then PBM just soloed him, and then Fine was there, and I was—I turned about ulted, to like way before Pika got to the fight, and I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be so sick!" Oh yeah, no, you blinked my ult. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. on the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were the main target, and we were calling you for like three seconds, and I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be so sick!" Like I'm gonna come in. There's gonna be a CC, and then I'll root <laughs> you, and then I'll kill you, and then I land, you blink, and I'm like. Jesus Christ! I turn around and Vin's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? What am I supposed to do? Like, yeah, I think Wesper's trying to go on me there too, right? Yeah. Well, you were like, you were just screamed in comms, kill Erlong, kill Erlong, and it was so. And then Fine just like comes between towers, so it was like, I don't know if you guys like called it like. And 30 seconds before or whatever, it's was like, hey, can you rotate over? It was just like, oh, fine, I'm here. <laughs> I'm a solo later. Yeah, I think he had
1: insane pressure the whole time, just proxy. So he's probably like, yeah, I'm here anyway. I might as well like just cross here. <laughs> I mean, he was up against like Xingqen every like game one, right? <clears throat> the Was it
3: Chen yeah. solo?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Or that was like so, game th- two or something like that. I, don't I remember think that was, that was game one.
2: one. It, was, it was game one. And... Okay. So we felt pretty confident with the Shington solo because it was working in scrims. Also, we felt confident going into Haim and Yemoja as well, because we had practiced against them a lot this week and they had been going like subpar results in um in scrims or whatever, but I guess I don't feel like Haim did anything. I feel like if PCAT was on any god, the same things would have happened. Like we just got way out pressured. Not I don't even think we got out pressured draft wise we just got outplayed like macro was just really bad by us. And kind of the whole set was just bad. Like we didn't really get our footing at all. And we knew exactly what you guys wanted to do, like hard pressure and just like most likely pressure Rose lane a lot and then feed that into the rest of the map. But Mm -hmm. like the damn wall or like, wait, no, not like, like, not like (laughs) the cusp word, but like the literal damn, I was going to say
3: bear, I was (laughs) going to say
2: Jonathan Salter. The wall had a crack, and it just burst open. Uh-huh. My face is rushing. Yeah, that's the end of my podcast.
3: <laughs> Hopefully, your parents haven't but, tuned in yet. You know, it's the it's the beginning of the show. Maybe they're maybe they're a little bit so, late.
2: So hot right now. Here, Sam, can you uh, take over from uh, your side of uh, you know my set? How was how, uh, that? You know i don't know
1: uh, <laughs> please sam say something i guess I'll, I'll just say there was a big solo gap and okay i feel bad for Ro because i actually think last year he was like pretty like good on pk mm-hmm. and he had a lot of time to practice and then he was just so unpracticed and i think like you're just unlucky for him yeah so let this anyway. be a
3: lesson to you all slam the cues at all given opportunities <laughs> it would have been way better that way you know it would have been way better that way. Meerkat says scrimming against Gino and me gives a false sense of confidence in those duo picks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a bit I unlucky think, for you. No, we scrimmed them once and lost like three one, I think.
3: Well, that's a I fearsome think. squad. I mean they got they got mask in the jungle, like Yeah. Of course Meerkat right. and ADC. We all were thinking Meerkat and ADC, I just didn't feel like I needed to set it until now. But um, it's a fearsome team. Uh,
2: I actually kinda of forgot we scrimmed them, but then it just reminded me yeah <laughs> you know, sometimes to be f- yeah
1: to be fair maybe Haim was a little overrated but he's just like an annoying pick yeah he's so good with all the vision and trying to dive him and stuff it's just a big pain do you Sam as a jungler do you
3: feel and Bera as a hunter player it's kind of good to get both ends of the spectrum here I think from from a top down perspective of what I've seen it looks to me like Haim is the safest hunter in the game it looks like he's safer than Jingwei mm. do you guys agree mm. with that
1: I think
3: no. I think it's kind of close. Well, we'll, in terms of Uh, safe in in what point, like uh, phase or um, everywhere? I would say I think he's safer late game. I think Jing's safer in the laning phase, but I think Heim's safer late game.
2: I think it depends on the team comp Mm -hmm. he's against. Because there was one game where Heim was against like a Herc and a Nike, and you are not loving that. Like, yeah. every time you try to portal, you're getting, like, awkwardly pushed, and you have to, like, pre-beads and go into your portal and just pray that you can get it off, or, like, you set it, like, close enough behind you. And sometimes your ults in fight get a ton of value, and you get, like, a sick ult on a frontliner. And then other times you just whiff it, and you fly past the frontliner, and, like, there's the jungler, like, the other backliners there, and it's, like, feeling real awkward. Then, um, and then I think Magi's, like, Magi's cloak or whatever... Um, just destroys Haim. Like, if you just blink on Haim and you have Eyes, I feel like, as a jungler, you just beat him.
1: Yeah, I think... He, he's really close <laughs> to being the safest. I'm pretty sure.
2: <laughs> yeah. but
1: the, it's not like he's uncounterable, I don't know. I, he's probably similar to, like, Jing in a lot mm-hmm. of ways.
3: I just feel like I see Jing players get killed in their ultimate pre-warm-up, like, mm-hmm. like, all the time, late game. And Haim, like, if you're short-porting on Haim... You're mm-hmm. you're out of there. You
1: know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, it's you, pretty instant. So.
3: you you put it over a wall and, and you're kind of out of there. Um, someone in chat, M- Mabino Gooch I shouldn't have said that name. <laughs> 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 Can you talk about how every pro ADC has a different build for him? <laughs> um, Barrow, what's wh- what what makes you uh, make your choice on if you're going Devos, if you're going Trans, if you're going Crit, if you're going Pen, like? Time does seem to have a lot of different uh, a lot of different build paths.
2: Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I practiced time basically this whole week going into playoffs because um, I didn't think it was that great, and then I, I I think it's like a little overrated. I think it's like eighty nine percent of how like over how good it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I practiced it all week, and I went tons of different builds. I would try the trans Aussie XE build. I would try trans full like power pin i would go devos and crit i would go devos and oboe into more like penetration and attack speed and i would try like the standard devos build and it's they all feel great and it's so annoying to figure out what to build if literally every build feels so good like there's sometimes like uh. the power pin build it's just like i just one shot their There's no way he had like any chance to do anything because junglers don't have good egg it's, like 70% of the time or whatever. Unless you're um, Sam for
3: soccer playing Robin um, in game five of the playoff finals. But we'll get into that in a bit.
2: Yeah, um, that, was, that was pretty cool, actually. I like that idea. Anyways, it's I think it's just a feeling thing for you as a player, um, whether you like playing with your abilities more often or if you like the big crits or if you like the more steady DPS. I think it's just totally up to you as a player. I think every build on Heim is good. The crit build felt the worst to me for some reason. I don't know why. It just felt worse than every other build. Hmm. Um, but literally every build on that god is completely fine, and it's just up to you.
1: Uh, yeah. Matt, go ahead, Sam. Well, I was just going to say, in my opinion, I think the power pen builds better against junglers and like auto-attack focus builders is going to be better against the like tanky frontliners. Yeah, it mm. does
3: seem like Haim, one of his big weaknesses is that his objective DPS like isn't that great because of his low attack speed. Um, and so maybe you kind of have to go crit to, to bring the same pressure on, on like FG. Uh, mm-hmm. hmm. but I don't know. Maybe, maybe they, maybe it's just better to, to build for the frontline. Um, mad lad brought up a, a good point. I believe it was, uh, what, what, what was the emoji solo pick there, Barra? What was that about?
2: We <laughs> were just trying to go through all the guardians. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but actually it's because Ro is a really sick team fighter. He plays for the just for the team. Whereas Solo is a more I would say like individual playmaking style player and Ro is kinda of the exact opposite. Where Ro, in my opinion, I would say like is more of a dimmy style solo laner where he will just lose lane. I don't know if he's supposed to lose lane as hard as he did, but he'll just, just lose lane and then come into a team fights and make a lot of plays and make a lot of room. Um, so that was what we were just wanted to do with our drafts. <laughs> and we'll just say uh, Jake. We'll, we'll just say Jake, and then we'll get yeah, there. Yeah, that's good. No, I, I, got, I <laughs> okay. understand
3: what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, then let's move on to the semifinals. Sam, you guys went up against Space Station, uh, yeah. a team that was red hot, then had one loss coming in uh, at the very back end, and then they beat you guys. Mm. But when you guys had Slaney there yeah. in mid... did you guys expect to 3-0 them that easily? Because it just looked like it was you guys played really well. I do think SSG looked like they had a bit of an off day but I don't know. Like I expected Uh, that set to be really
1: close. Yeah, I don't know if I thought it'd be like super easy. I guess I think like most, we're all through wins like under 30 minutes maybe. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I thought it'd be kind of close. We definitely really wanted to win after losing the first time. We weren't too happy then we had to use slaney also in the second set mm-hmm. so <clears throat> it was a matchup that we kind of cared about a lot for winning outside of just like obviously progressing the tournament but um yeah i don't know i think it's kind of like what you said just a combination of us playing well and them like not having the best set so when that happens i guess probably just like snowball the games you know when they pretty quick
3: were you guys worried at all going back to Ben? Because um, I know that you told me that that you guys had basically practiced all week with Baskin only. You hadn't yeah. scrimmed with Ben at all. Um, mm-hmm. What uh, were you guys concerned at all about about how that how he would play number one and 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 how you guys would play around him?
1: Uh, not really. I guess if there'd be any concern, maybe it'd be how he would play, but I don't think so. I mean, it definitely is unfortunate not to be able to scrim with like, <clears throat> uh, I guess your midliner. Um. <laughs> but uh i think he was like well he'd spectate our scrims and uh he, he i think he maybe was able to like learn some things from the way baskin plays because ben's still like a new mid right mm-hmm. just having any learning opportunity like that i think actually can be pretty useful and then he's just like spamming rank the whole time so he's still playing a little obviously not the same but yeah we, we we're still confident for sure
3: did he get really sick of the see what Baskin's doing here, Twig. Like, I'm sure it was an endless no. amount of comments. Oh, I don't think
2: we said that once. I'm not going to lie. No way, oh, really? they are such good teammates.
3: Yeah, oh you guys are God. way nicer than I thought you'd be. Holy. I th- For sure, man. Especially Mike. Mike didn't give him one? <clears throat> I mean, maybe,
1: but not like that, really.
3: <laughs> all right, fair enough. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about it at all, but talking to Mike, he said that Woonie... Just came in with an unbelievable troll energy uh, from day one. Um, this was your first uh, opportunity to play with Baskin. Uh, w- just, just tell me your experience uh, with Wooney in the mid lane.
1: My experience? I mean, uh, obviously, just a good player, you know. But uh, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, outside of that, listen, we, we were Sam, getting leads in basically all the games, and then it would instantly go to trolling. <laughs> he wasn't taking them seriously okay maybe like the first game or two he took seriously and then he was like yeah why aren't these guys f e you know <laughs> just save us both some time obviously those comments you know that that progresses to max trolling you know it's an endless cycle like yeah know. nothing nothing you could do you're in a safe space here like
3: Barras played with baskin before he mm-hmm. knows the deal yeah. um I've spent significant time having my brain corrupted by Baskin and discord. (laughs) Right. Uh, So, so like you're, you're among friends here. You know, if if you, if he really trolled you guys, um, then this is the, this is the place to, to let off the steam.
1: It, it was minor trolls, but no, it was a good point with him for sure. Okay, fair enough. You're so nice. It's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs>
2: like, I know it's so much worse, dude. There's no way.
3: Well, it was only for a couple days, right, Vera? Like, How much damage yeah. can Baskin really do in just like four or five days of scrims?
2: I feel like it would be a combination of Baskin and PBM just like bouncing off each other and then it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse like as the scrims go on. It
1: definitely had some effect like that. I don't know if it was Mike necessarily, but the first day was pretty good. And then by the third day, it it devolved a
3: bit. That's for sure. (laughs) Just hearing. It's so funny because there's so many. Woon Young Kim just deserves a documentary about him, honestly. Just like the way that. That he is just the way that he is. I I just want to leave it there. And like, (laughs) that's the title, yeah. That's the title. The way that he is a (laughs) Woon Young Kim story.
1: Like, pretty good.
3: Hearing (laughs) hearing tales about him like try harding back in the day with like C9 and and, like on his way up, and then when he started dominating the SPL and like the years with you, Barra, and then the year Mm -hmm. like the half a year with Mike on E United. And then now hearing his stories about, like, uh, down in the SOC or SEC with, like, Meerkat and how and how basket in the, in the Smite challenger circuit just operates on a daily basis. And then the, the sub, like, sm- short-term SPL, like, I don't know. It's just so funny to me how many different, like, he, he's, just a, he's just a, he's just a basket. That's the way he is. He's just the way he is, you know? <laughs> Listen, I don't talk good anymore, all right? I had a long weekend. I'm doing my best here. <laughs>
2: I understand.
3: There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. NASCAR is back, and Bet Online has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get in on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24 7, or you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a bracket style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. And live right now on Bet Online's YouTube channel, you'll find an exclusive interview with ex Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary and what they're calling the final dance. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus and check out all the action. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. And now, let's get back to the next topic.
2: Should we do the other side of the final? Wait, I didn't really watch the PK Radiance set, so... Oh yeah, we guess we could
3: talk about other sets. I didn't even think about that. Um, PK Radiance, I feel like... <laughs> PK Radiance, I feel like, just didn't... I don't know the the game one PK like super stomped them and then we're never mm-hmm. able to really get back to that identity. Um, you said you didn't really watch it, Barra. Sam. I don't know if you mm-hmm. watched it all if you, or if you yeah. Thoughts. I didn't get
1: too much of a chance to watch that one either. I don't think. All right, fair so enough. Maybe the first two games or something only. Well, then
3: we can move on to the to the other semifinal, which is which was Sanguine Radiance, which was a really which was a re- really solid set, and I think um, I, I said it on the cast today. I just felt like Sanguine didn't do a good enough job of adjusting to what Radiance was doing. Like, they, mm-hmm. they weren't really respecting the Dodgy pick for, for adapting at all. They were not only not banning it in the second phase, but they were consistently picking other late-game picks where Dodgy can kind of outscale.
1: Yeah, it was kind of weird. Not only that, but, like, he picked, like, Susano and stuff where you just have bad matchups. Right, mm-hmm. and or no CC movie,
3: Like, every yeah, game, yeah, exactly. they are putting Rongyu on... Like, they eventually put him on Ganesh, which is, like if you can snowball, that that pick really messes with Dodgy, but if you don't, then you're, like, toast. And yeah. they just, like, didn't have a teamfight relic at all the, in any of the games, because because you had to go beads every game.
2: I feel like Dodgy is <laughs> one of those characters, I would kind of relate her to, like, Athena, where if you haven't played against her in a while, she gets ton of value on, like, SPL or, like, land day. And it's one of those picks where, like, where if you're in the game, you're like, this pick isn't that big of a deal, but like watching it looks so much worse. And also I think Pantom had a I really don't want to harp on him, but I feel like he had a really poor individual performance in I think it was game three and four. Yep. And on top of that, I feel like um their frontline drafts as well as their play wasn't allowing them to get the like picture perfect fights that they are normally getting in the late game to win Against a team like Radiance, where both those teams, in my opinion, have basically the same identity. Yep. Um, And then Radiance just out team played them. Like, there's no other way to say it. Like, they out team played them, and then Pantom had probably his worst, in my opinion, individual performance of the year. Yep. Which, I mean, it sounds so loaded, but I really just remember him carrying all year. Yeah. Playing so well all year. And then I, like, that set was just like, For me, I was just what is he doing? Like, how is he just dying? Like, but to be fair, there was a lot of times where they were Rama sniping him and using every assassin button on him, and he was dying. But there were some positions where I'm just like, why are you there? Like, I don't get it.
1: Yeah. I I think what I'd say about it is, well, first off, I think Pantom may be the best jungle performance in the split itself. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, I think he had a pretty maybe just bad two games, but bets it overall. Um, the weird thing about I guess Radiance is like there's a couple times where I'm like, yeah, I pick this, but then like you kind of have to think about the daji, and maybe he wasn't doing that, but then mm-hmm. also like he, I think he picks Usana maybe because it's Gendarama, maybe another pick too. But uh, something that Radiance did for sure was like adapting. Would he didn't set too? I think when he's Paleonastana, he would just kind of like try to go on me anytime I went in or whatever, and just play for that like one v one. Uh, I don't think when he was Pele, they had RAM or anything, but combined with like a RAM it makes it really hard. If he actually can find you and you can't get their back on you, you kind of just end up being useless. Yeah. <clears throat> being the initiator in those
3: Assassin 1v1s is such a big deal. And Sam, yeah. I think that was one thing that I noticed about your game when you were like last year, when you were starting to hit your stride last year at Worlds, is that that's, that's been a real strength for you, is that you are really good in those late game Assassin 1v1s and they're almost always game changing, whether it's, mm-hmm. fire giant fights or, or Phoenix sieges, (coughs) uh, they're, th- those are really important. You good, Barra? We. we, we yeah, really over there? What are yeah, you laughing like, about? Like,
1: very
2: confidently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> okay, <laughs> come
1: on. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, well, ba- me to Barracuda. Yeah, you know, you guys, you were good in season three, Barra. Yeah, you know, I really was good in season yeah, three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, <laughs> but instantly blows up Sam. What, what else do you have? Uh, <laughs> 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 Listen, that's the way it goes. But that is one thing I think pa- I agree with you. Panatom had a great year. I think that's been his weakest part of his game. I thought that you exposed him on it early in the season when you guys played Sanguine the first time. You won that set because you were beating him in the Assassin 1v1s. And and I think Adapting identified the exact same thing and really did it uh, again in the playoffs. I, I don't know. As an Assassin player, like, is there any way to practice for that? Or is that just like a you, you play enough games and you'll get used to it sort of thing?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird because... What's well, late game, so a lot of times games don't even go there in scrims and whatever. And then also it's a lot of, like, really just god-dependent matchups. Like, like you, you mentioned when I was against time in the split, like, he was Sir Ked, right? Mm-hmm. And he, well, he was, like, picking fights, which is weird because he looked for me constantly. But he just, like, doesn't win those fights, so it's, like... I guess you kind of just end up knowing that at some point, but... Uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's it's kinda of hard to practice for sure. Yeah, what's it's my good. got what's got what's my got over there, huh? Uh, <laughs> it's not a little it's kinda
3: of like a milkshake. Oh basically. Mike, what'd you put in that milkshake? What's in the milkshake, Mike? It's the boot daddy, bro, you know that. I oh I don't. <laughs> or else I would <laughs> I wouldn't have asked. Maybe but, I shouldn't have this now. No, you should what have it now. Where's it from? You gotta give me you gotta give me a review on Are this. You I think it's from Andes he knows. It's from Andy's. Oh dude you guys went to Andy's? Dude, Andy's yeah, is they this, went to Andes this, this ice cream place That is near the studio that Pops off dude it, that place is so good Little victory ice cream for the boy Yeah you know it That's big Sam is a big ice cream guy I haven't thought of like our, our useless question At the end that's what I call it by the way Whenever I'm talking to like my fiance before the show I'm like what useless question should I ask Barra to like talk about I've um, great
2: answers. Right.
3: You you actually, it is. I've so, heard some of them. Yep. It is actually so crazy <laughs> how I found someone to do a podcast with who has worse opinions than me. That is actually nuts. Because everyone always says that I have the worst opinions, and Barra's are way worse. Unlike indefensible. Barra, you said that The Office was better when Michael Scott wasn't on it. That's the only good part of The Office is when Michael Scott leaves.
2: <laughs> Wait. Did you disagree with me?
3: no that's what you said and sam's frozen right now or else he would be saying that you're insane
2: oh there we go he's back can you believe this sam i can't (laughs) cringe fest, dude the whole show is just a cringe fest cringe humor is not funny i don't know i can't handle it okay yeah let's just go past this
3: let's just move yeah i can't i can't deal with this anyways um so Radiance move on they meet Mm -hmm. up with you guys in the finals uh All right, let's try Let's see if I can't remember um, from from the very beginning. So game one, you guys uh, first picked Hercules, that game, if I remember correctly, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And they went... What what did they go? They didn't go Nike there. They went Haim Ama? Yeah, I think Haim Ama. Nike became the pick of the whole set. Uh, Mm -hmm. First pick one every single game and nike won every single game um and that was the only game you guys didn't first pick nike when given the opportunity uh what makes that like she was she was not played at all then she was a top jungler and then she was only in solo was it ever a flex pick or was it always going to fine if you're willing
1: if you're willing to say (sighs) um (laughs) it was mainly gonna go to fine
3: yeah what makes her so what makes her so busted that that she's top pick
1: uh i think she's just can buy so much time with extra health on her shield and she actually ends up doing like a lot of damage um i guess those are the main things plus i guess you could i don't know you just buy so much time basically when you're diving and eventually you can just end up soloing people
3: yeah she's just like impossible to kill how much do you like auto attacking a nike barra whenever you're actually allowed to
2: Yeah, I was going to say she is one of the hardest gods to deal with, because whenever she buys Thorns, her base damages are high enough as a solo laner to do like 40% of your HP and then she pops Thorns and you can't hit her again, or she pops her ult. And then by the time that goes off, or Thorns go off, her, her cooldowns are back up. And then tank items right now are so strong, or like you can just go Void Shield and that's all your damage you need, like I think fine when like brawlers or something I don't know I said when I was watching out that I said it was because Uller went Aussie I don't know if that's exactly why but anyways I think that you can just go so many different builds on Nike and kind of always get value and I think Nike and Solo gets a lot of value in every fight whereas Nike and Jungle kind of has like to have like a perfect fight Mm -hmm. or not like a perfect fight but I feel like Nike and Solo always gets value and whereas Nike Jungle the value potential is like more random I don't know
3: interesting it's a little bit easier to it's a lower bar of execution that you have to hit
2: mm-hmm. yeah it's they similar. definitely
1: bring different things for sure yeah I normally don't know. you kind of try to like one shot almost a little mm-hmm. but then you're also way squishier and like if you get cc'd and your abilities or whatever you just kind of do nothing yeah
3: why did it take so long for people to play that character because she really hasn't okay i know she she's in the general like, yeah like the knock up change on her two or whatever that was never relevant in any game like at all yeah um she's definitely been sleeper op for a long time did she get changed at all this year um i will double check but i believe i don't remember besides the um besides the change to her two being knock up immune i believe she oh
1: yeah which i don't even know if that is that even thing
3: um it's it's seven let's see here so oh seven one so the first patch of the year her base damage on her one and her two went up. Mm-hmm. And but it was by like ten at each rank for rend and twenty on her two. And then patch seven, two. So February twenty fifth, her cooldown on her jump went from eighteen to sixteen seconds. And then she got absolutely no changes until she was meta.
2: Yeah. Hmm. It was like a pressure solo lane, right? I think. No, it was Guard-
3: there was Guardians for a long time. Like, Sobek was meta for a long oh, time. God, we so didn't weird. see a single Sobek, like, all weekend. Can I tell you how happy that makes me, for the record?
2: That got so annoying. Yeah. Lame. Lame. I hate when that got meta. Me too. Me
3: too. There is. I feel like every Smite player has gods that they just like, that really grind their gears, even when they aren't actually mm-hmm. good. Like, when I think of my times when I'm having the least fun playing Smite, it's when the enemy Sobek support is the same level as me, and that's the end of it. Yeah, like, there's no point. You kind die. Yeah, it's it's just nuts.
2: But anyways, I feel that way around about Kepri.
3: Really, you think Kepri? I
2: hate Kepri. I hate going against Kepri because every time I folk them into a frontliner, they get res and then I die. And it's just so annoying to play around. It's kind of like, it's like when you play against Thor, you have to constantly think about Thor ult and team fights you're playing against Kepri like you have to hopefully or just hope he gets CC in a fight before he gets his ult off uh, it's just so annoying to team fight against a good Kepri
3: and Kepri really doesn't like make me rage ever I don't know why dude, he can be annoying the same way yeah I mean he's annoying but he's nowhere close
1: I to like he's
3: nowhere close to Sobek or Kumbakarna
1: yeah dude Kuma Kumbak can be Ugh. so annoying Gab can be really annoying yep yep I think the lower
3: cool, like if it's your ultimate, like sure, I get it, like whatever. But man, Kumbhakarna, bro. Ugh. Anyways, yeah. uh, so game one, you guys almost win in 19 minutes. You guys go for the end call. Uh, oh. Yeah. Talk talk me through the end call and and, and the resounding uh, no that Radiance gave you. Uh. Well, awkward that I'm Mike should sure walked fire. Out, huh? Yeah,
1: yeah. With fire, I was like, you know, we should probably just get these towers. Like, after we got it. And then I'm pretty sure maybe we got some kills, right? We got two kills. And then we got Phoenix. And then Mike was like, I am so certain we can end. I have Frenzy and stuff. And then we we're all like, Are you sure? And then Mike's like, I'm so sure, man. Just believe me. And we're like, Okay, yeah, man. Let's go. Let's go for it. And then uh, I think maybe. Ben and Max could've spaced a little more. Maybe it could have worked. I, I ended up on our Hunbats and like I got I forced his old and I think that was good. But uh, Maybe. No one's taking to old for everybody, it's pretty bad. Yeah. But, but also Alec jumped into Titan yep. when he started tanking it, and that's not great. <laughs> so I I don't think we executed well, but I think it was just a bad call, and there's really like no reason to ever go for that. So
3: Yeah, Barrow what what were you thinking when they were going for the end? Do you think they had it or no? Because I, I didn't think I, it was
2: even close, dude. I don't think you guys were <laughs> even close. Yeah. In the moment, I thought it was impossible. But rewatching it, uh, there was definitely a way they could have ended. But in the game, I think it's a twenty to thirty percent like call, and you should just basically never go for that call. But Alma oh got a three man ult. Uh, PBM and Sam went on uh, adapting, and then Nike. Or fine, had uh, basically Mystical Mail to tank the Titan, and he died to Titan completely. Real, real fast. <laughs> real fast. And Nua Uller Titan DPS is so bad, and he threw minions on it, and then the minions like went to the Ama. And then Uller Titan DPS is so bad if he's not free casting. And I think it went about as bad as it could have gone. Yeah. And I think. There was a chance that it could have worked, and I don't think it should have gone that bad. But I mean, it's just a risky call either way. I just think there's no reason to go for that with like, yeah. the lead we have. What we'll if win? <laughs> anyway, well we did end up winning,
1: which was good, but, uh... <laughs> which was good, <laughs> kind of important
3: in order yeah. to win that game. Man, that was. Did, were you guys like? Was it hard to not get tilted or or let you like? Did those thoughts of Man, we really would have won by now if we had just, like, backed up and gotten towers or something uh, like
1: that. Nah, I mean, you, you can't really think like that. It's just pretty bad. Uh, I mean, I didn't think like that. Maybe some people did. I don't think so, though. But, like, yeah, if you're ever thinking like that, I feel like you probably just lose. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You're instantly in trouble. You just gotta kind of go with how the game's gone. Yeah, so, Based on what you did, you know? What? That
3: was the game that Radiance did end up getting fire. They seed your left Phoenix... Your duo side Phoenix, and then mm-hmm. you pushed him back there, and then you you won basically every even fight after that. Um, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like it was super back and forth. Mm-hmm. Game two, uh, that was, oh, that was the hell game, right? The game where yeah, you guys yeah. last picked hell. That was a that was a weird yeah, game. I think
1: we should have won that game personally. We could have won the three zero. You know,
3: <laughs> I mean, you were up <laughs> yeah. early game in that game too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what what do you think happened in your mind?
1: Well, the biggest thing, I, we, we had fire, right? And then Mike was stopping Cyclone, swift push. Mm-hmm. And then we tried to siege a little I think I ulted in, maybe I, I, I might have whiffed. I don't know. I, th- I think I did, and I sh- we basically ended up leaving. Yeah, and then I, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go cut off Cyclone because he was literally running from base with yep. Mike chasing him. Yep. And then we got the kill, but while they were doing that, I think maybe they thought Hunbats was coming to me, so they pushed up. And then how much we like half rotated and then came back, and then they got like engaged on that's right. But yeah, you, get- if we, yeah, if we just got the pick on cyclone, we probably just could have won off of that, or at least like got phoenixes, and then it's like a lot easier of a spot to be in, you know,
3: right? They stepped up in the 3v4 on duo yeah. side phoenix, and uh, and radiance was like, yes, please. Well, you know, no Mike, no Sam, That that's a pretty easy fight for them. Um. Mm-hmm. I feel like tings what oh and then the really unlucky bounce on a twig um where oh, the apple yeah. like hit him by fire but twig didn't have aegis that game he went shell uh which was yeah. off, which is obviously really good against hunbats but i feel yeah. like against discordia you kind of need aegis man you just take so much damage from that alt late game if you don't
1: yeah i guess maybe i don't really know the bounce i don't think but probably just in you guys be, were like were posturing.
3: it was like you guys were on each side of pyro pretty much uh-huh. and twig threw it and it bounced off your back harpy wall and and then again i'm pretty sure it bounced again off of the right side wall there on that yeah, joke yeah.
1: and it hit twig on like dude, the. Dude, disco fence. bounces are so annoying man yeah that- even in space station set i, I swear there was like a, a heat-seeking missile on me with those bounces <laughs> <laughs> One, he whiffed so hard and then it just bounces off like five walls and hits me. And then I'm like, okay. (laughs) Well, it doesn't hurt that it is massive. It's
3: like the world's biggest apple. And
1: then they made it faster and go farther too. And it just. Yeah. Yeah, I could probably, uh,
2: and then it goes invisible sometimes yeah, or it bounces weird. one way whoa, whoa. and then it actually bounces another way. Guys, come on now. Hold on. Let's, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no problems here. Um, <laughs> that, I don't know. That, that game was just, was just kind of weird. Barrow, yeah, what, game... what were you thinking when you were watching it?
2: I was thinking there was no way they could ever kill the Nike if they got to 30 minutes and then they got to 30 minutes and they could stop killing Nike. Um, with the Heim help backline, with Twigs build, I don't think he ever has potential to kill the Nike, in a late game team fight, and they're basically full relying on the Heim DPS on the Nike, and I think the team fights were happening too fast to get the out of combat healing that they're looking for when Radiant spilled, like a hundred percent anti heal with Onk, so the dive is easy, and then they just can't kill Nike. Like Pika has to sit there for like. T- 15 seconds hammering away and just can't kill her late game Uh, i do think that game was winnable uh by what sam brought up when they just for some reason pushed up and left i mean it's easy to say that top down like hey why are you doing that but in the game like it was probably some calm issue or they saw him go somewhere else yeah i think it's kind of like i said they just thought they
1: they pushed up but Mm -hmm. um, yeah fair enough just unlucky i guess so, game three,
3: you guys are first pick again. Um, mm-hmm. You top pick Nike. That was yep. the game that Aurora took Hercules, I believe, the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And you guys pick, you ban Dodgy and then pick Ardeo. And I feel like anywhere Mike went, the game was just like over. Like Mike was just doing it. Yeah, a Mike lot going hard.
1: that game really hard, I think.
3: And Ardio is one of those gods, it's like so hard to tell when she's owning. Um, mm mm-hmm. Because it's like the cripple field is, you know, hard to see in team fights, all this kind of stuff. Panda had another really good game that game. He was playing Haim that game,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, That was when they were against Herc Uler, I think. Or yeah. was it Herc No, no, that was the last game. I think it was Herc that game. Yeah, yeah
2: Herc yeah. Um, yeah. I thought p was going to get pressured way harder in the lane. But there was, like, not much fighting in duo, like the whole set that I saw. Yeah, it was really um, yeah. only game
3: one uh, when PCAT had Uler, um, that he really bullied Cyclone mm-hmm. effectively. I just felt like you guys were putting so much pressure on on solo lane that like Panda's job is just like not die, um, mm-hmm. and you guys yeah. just snowball the right side really effectively.
1: Yeah, I mean a lot of times I guess when that happens, like a world just leave the lane too early, then it's just a one v one, and you, should, you probably shouldn't be solo, even maybe if it's not the best matchup, you know.
2: Yeah. yeah. So is, is that a tough matchup for Haim the Ho Yi one? It's it's really tough sometimes. Other times it's no problem and I don't know why. But I feel like i just got a Ho right? Like if yeah, that guy I've,
3: gets ahead, it's impossible to box him like ever.
2: Yeah, it's sometimes you just get one tapped and like without like a sick bounce, like he'll just jump on you, ricochet you, and then you'll try a tpa out and you'll die and then other times like he like marks you and ults you and then you barely escape with your uh teleport while the one's like flying at you yeah i don't know it's really weird um but i think who wins that like 70 percent of the time wow that's a pretty good matchup and like a and like a raw dog 1v1 sure but a lot of times in spl it's like in scrams you just like full commit every time to the high is who but in spl it's like do i have vision on literally everyone on their team because if i jump in here i almost most likely die if someone comes yeah um so it's kind of hard to force that stuff in spl especially when himes are very focused in spl about like putting threes behind you in a good spot and like knowing your play that you're about to make and then just chewing your jump after you're marked and you just teleport out so
3: yeah yeah i feel like on paper that should be one of himes worst matchups but
2: Mm -hmm. it's kind of high in scrims it definitely is in spl yeah
3: yeah who knows um what what did Big Man play that game? Because he played Afro
1: game two. Yeah, he was, no he was afro that game. Oh, that was but the Afro game. This, this is a game theory, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it yeah, was, because yeah. he played Afro against the RDO. I feel like that is such a bad matchup for Afro. I, I say it a lot on cast these days, but RDO I feel like her cripple field is kind of overrated because against a lot of comps where you feel like the cripple's really good, you just get really far behind and you get absolutely crushed. Um mm-hmm. y- even if you're crippling them. I think Ardio is really OP. Whenever her her human three her her like root is yeah. it forces you to use stuff like against a mobile mages like Afro, I feel mm-hmm. like that is like so hard to play against.
1: Yeah, I think I agree with the. I mean, you'll probably always get value out of the cripple. Like somebody on their team will have jumps or whatever that you're stuffing. Sure. But, uh, you definitely want a lot of value out of your root for sure.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, you're definitely picking RDO in large part because of the cripple. But I do think that her best matchups are the ones where, you know, it's poseidon or maybe not poseidon because he's got a cripple too but these these yeah. are mobile raw or something like that where you just get to walk up and press three and they go stop i'm i'm dead <laughs> <laughs> quit it please that game I, that game was pretty snowbally, if i remember correctly you guys won that one quickly
2: i don't think bmt looked comfortable in afro from down perspective
1: not at all yeah I don't so. it kind of i kind of feel like maybe he picked it because we were banning it against we banned it against you guys and mm-hmm. space station both and maybe they're like yeah they just really don't want to play against this mm-hmm. so he like forced it maybe that was happening i don't know though they could have practiced i'm not sure but yeah i don't think he seemed that comfortable on the pick afro is just one of those picks that once you
3: prove you can play it it needs to get banned. And and Van mm-hmm. and Ardez have both proved that they can play it. So you got to ban it. I don't know. I, I I don't think I would ever ban Afro in the dark without having being beaten by it. Um, unless it like totally destroys our com.
2: Yeah, it's just annoying. Yeah, for sure. Also, tank Afro builds, in my opinion, are so bad. Yes. Dude. Yeah. Where's I the I with you.
3: I've got. OK, yeah. uh, I, I'm going to say it's about Twigs building the next game in game four when he yep. plays the Afro. Where's my yeah. Rod of Tahuti, man? Mm-hmm. It, it, wh- what's the point of playing that character if you're not building Rod?
1: That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I think, I think the same for just heroes in general. Building them tanky in the mid just is not the best. I think having one like hybrid item is mm-hmm. good. Sure. Yeah, and I like his... More, was that the game he, he went Spear Room? I think he went yeah, Spear yeah. Room third. Yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. I think that's really smart. I, I think that was good. I think eventually he went, like, Sov? Yeah, I think he went Sov games four and five. Which is... F- Okay, I don't think it's like that bad, but um, I think maybe just one's all you want. Yeah, if he wants to go solve early,
3: sure. I liked the Spirit Rope pickup a lot, um, but I need I need some, some Rod of Tahuti in my Aphrodite build at all times. Um, but that game four, there was something else I was going to say about that. Uh, I can't remember now they- in my brain mush.
2: Game four was, in my opinion, the same thing that happened in game two where they can't kill cool a Nike. Where they have a yeah. healer yeah. backline with whatever ACP PCAP played that game and uh, whatever happened yeah they there's no way they can ever kill the Nike if Nike pops thorns like again they had like 100% anti heal plus Ankh and so Afro at that point is not a healer anymore she's just damage and then you can't kill a Nike like once you hit that those late game team fights your execution has to go so much higher than the enemy team because Nike literally just walks at you and presses 4 and gets value and then the team fights are just so hard for you guys late game.
1: Yeah, I think maybe I played that game pretty badly. I think Ben actually played it pretty well with Afro. Mm-hmm. It just came to a point where maybe the Nike factor came in where like they just can't kill him and stuff. Uh, like I think I played fine early to mid, and then late game, I just didn't really do much. What were you playing that game? Right. I don't remember. Oh, Thana. That yeah, that was a Thana game. Uh, but that was the game I was talking about where Adapting, I'm pretty sure he was just kind of waiting for me to do anything and then just try to like stop mm-hmm. it or like just look for me the entire time and it's pretty annoying to try to dive their backline. I should have just maybe looked for him with like an afterlink and maybe I just would've killed him, but uh yeah, I don't really think I played that game too well.
3: Yeah, you guys, um you picked both execute characters that are playable uh against Capri. Yeah. And Fine did kind of get trolled on the Achilles game a couple yeah, times. Yeah, there was oh, two yeah. times where it kinda got people got pulled out
1: of his execute unlucky
3: yeah that was that was a bit unlucky but overall uh i was saying on the cast and i thought that that put you guys in a really weird spot because now you kind of have to respect the kepri because both of your execute characters didn't work and you lost against it both times but yeah it's so important to get nike it felt like it was so important oh and game four was also the game where, where radiance realized that top threeing raijin was a really good idea Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was, so, they had been top threeing big man Tings' pick like all year. Like they always top three him at the beginning. Then of the Then they were bottoming it, and then they I were, were bottoming it
1: they Benji to have his pick, and then yeah. Cyclone was always picking his ADC. Then maybe, I guess we I don't know. I guess maybe they just had a lot of priorities. So
3: yeah, I, they were always be adapting bottom bottom two. It felt like and big man, and I think yeah. I was saying at the very beginning of the tournament that I thought that was really smart because. Adapting a big man had been their two most consistent players. So like, giving priority picks to your your side laners who have really struggled this year, and then saving your your consistent players for counter picks and like the ability to maybe have some of their gods banned made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But like, Yo raijin is OP, dude. Like mm-hmm. that guy is just b broke, like. Uh, why did it take him so long to top three it man i was just waiting for it the whole time and they did it and and i felt like he was a huge problem for you guys that game because he was just doing so much damage
1: uh yeah i think so i mean we were banning it earlier on in the set in the bottom two yeah i think he had some good games against sanguine on it maybe yeah and just in general mans, i think played that god pretty well so we didn't think it was that high of a priority to ban like top but uh
3: yeah, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think you could have made the choice. Out, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you, you just had to ban the other things you were worried about. Was there? I'm surprised that you guys consistently banned Kama, though. Do you guys really? F- I mean, again, there's a big break between now and uh. phase two, but uh, I didn't. Th- I haven't really been like that scared of, of Kamazots recently, especially if Radiant's yeah, yeah. going to take it late, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Just a just a nine pick, I think. Yeah,
2: in my opinion, it's a pick like it's like a less consistent Arthur for me, like. Arthur most of the time would just pop off and then camo if he pops off and he gets the whatever the hybrid build online he's so hard to deal with
1: yeah and he's just maybe more annoying like him than Arthur too mm-hmm. but, yeah I don't know he yeah. just can be pretty annoying for like the dive well then in, in game
3: five I thought you guys were going to be in a really weird spot um I liked the Uler pick for Cyclone um yeah. I liked that pick a lot I did not what they picked Herc there, right? They went, they went, yeah, they went older there. Herc. yeah I don't know. That's such a tough spot, man. Cause I really don't it's feel just like
1: a lot of pressure. It's hard to deal with.
3: Yeah, exactly. And it's like their easiest win condition. And I feel like it's, you, you don't want to give Mike Hercules again. Cause he's like ruined you on it every game that he's played it. But to, I, I really feel like Raijin was really important to give to big man that game. Um, yeah maybe they just think that we weren't gonna prioritize it i would have i would have been shocked if you guys hadn't picked the raijin their top three. i kind of would have lost my gourd my gourd thanks you because it would be (laughs) it would be mia
2: also adapting with like almost the greatest jungle comeback
3: bro yeah okay so (laughs) sam you're up, like, <laughs> three, four <laughs> levels. You're on this man's speed buff constantly. Like... Yeah. I thought that game was so over. I literally... I'm not even trolling. I looked at the clock, yeah. and I was like, sick. I'm going to be able to eat dinner before the podcast at 8. I was really <sighs> excited for
1: it. A little bit of a throw from the early game state, I'd say.
3: A, a, yeah, a little, a little bit. That, that was their fire giant call, right? That was, like, really,
1: really uh, smart. We're- yeah. I'd say it was a good call, but we also, like... I think maybe Ben greeted a mid wave. I, I didn't back, but I came back to fire, and I was there in time to like defend it. Uh, I actually think I would have secured, and then Benji silenced me. Like right at the same time, maybe Hercboulder got it or something. But I actually think I would have got that.
2: Uh, Unlucky. <laughs> but yeah, that just, <laughs> the game. I just don't know. From, and, from watching it, it seemed like you guys had such a bigger lead than you did. Like every yeah, you were only go, up like three, yeah. four k.
1: There was an unfortunate play where we did Pyro, and then I think Cyclone did Gold at the same time, yeah. but like, we didn't actually see him on the ward that we that thought was weird. It. Hmm. Um, and then we were like really confused when he did Gold.
3: I was surprised you didn't, you guys didn't group up and just do Gold earlier.
1: Yeah, what? yeah, we were just gonna, we were gonna go right after Pyro, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess he just did it then, and that was unlucky. That was crazy. But, That game
3: was the whole. Oh my god! I'm like trying to think of all the. I can't believe that was game five, dude. That was all the same game.
2: Yeah, that was. Another note, real quick. I just didn't like Benji's build on Alma.
1: I feel like he was so uh, squishy.
2: It was really good into me. I'll say that
1: much. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, he definitely kind of gets owned by Ryzen and Heim both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like toxic. He had Toxic Blade
3: and Frostbound Hammer
1: had shield yeah
2: void uh, shield. shield yeah i didn't like mantle Shogun's. yeah he didn't go mantle he didn't go mantle. It, no oh it was like 2000 to like 2400 gold items wow they're just like insta spiking and he comes in a late game with like it definitely does a lot of damage for sure yeah dude i just feel like like when they had EFG and you soloed him under right Phoenix, I popped off on stream and yelled really loud because it was sick. Yeah, but I was gonna ask him if that. he was tank. You just never do that. Like he uh, always gets the Phoenix. Maybe he wouldn't hit it as hard though. And but I had Titans. I mean, I doesn't I feel have like that much around the Phoenix.
1: Maybe I would root him. You know, you can root him.
2: I can't root i kind of would be rooting him though i was
1: surprised he didn't commit to it anyway because i think he yeah. could have just got it and then i don't think i could have like chased him mm-hmm. after that because he's just armor. dude uh... yeah sam that you
3: like you just standing there and and letting his like and not using your ult whenever he was ulting you on that third mm-hmm. shot and just like expecting him to turn away was the the cojones man i was like oh <laughs> my god sam is such I'm an alpha sure I did you? Yeah. Oh, okay, And you're not a you're not an alpha male, whatever. <laughs> nah, sorry. It's, yeah, no, it's fine.
1: Dude, yeah. if I saved my Aegis, I could have lived. I'm lucky.
3: <laughs> well maybe it would have hit creep, you with it, you bro. know. Yeah, but I died I died to creep. Yeah, were you I like, definitely. man, I should have bought Bloodforge because you would have lived. I oh,
1: had it and then I sold it for brawlers. Just... <laughs> oh no. Would you have sold him without it though? Uh, uh oh, what cyclone do to you? Oh. It was like a, on a dive. Oh yeah. That, mid, yeah, that mid that midway two v one. Yeah. You guys, He was like no stuff on the big man, and then yeah, he literally sent an accents and just life stole. But also, I took like seven hundred damage to Oboe because it was bouncing between Fine and I. <laughs> and then he's just life stole, and we didn't have any anti healing, and Oboe uh, kind of just owned us. Obo is OP, dude. Yeah, yeah. dude, it's seven hundred damage.
2: That's OP. It is- is that why Fine got Brawlers too? Uh, I guess, yeah.
1: Because there was one point I was—I asked earlier in the game. I'm, I was thinking like maybe I get Brawlers for the Uller. I was like, mm-hmm. nah. Then I went Bloodforge. Forge, <laughs> and then that happened. I was like, okay, I think I need Brawler. <laughs> <laughs> I did get it, but uh...
3: sold the wrong item, I suppose. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Castoon and chat asks a good question. Bit of a tilter whenever you were clearing that duo wave in your Thor game and you were jumping down the lane and adapting came uh, out and halted you because you died because you were midair. Yeah,
1: I'm not going to lie. I I was pretty spaced out there. Like I was, <laughs> Maybe I was in my tab screen. I was thinking about other stuff, and I just didn't think anybody was coming for me. Did, so did, Slaney waves, the, you know? uh,
3: did Slaney give you the speech on why you should always unbind jump and that kind of stuff?
1: No, jump's OP. What do you mean? How is it's jump actually over- like tactically good. You can jump over walls and like spot people. Well, maybe we shouldn't be jumping. Y- you down probably sh- shouldn't be jumping for like fun. Maybe.
2: <laughs>
1: I <in the laughs> like, it goes sometimes, you know.
3: Well, you guys finally end up winning. I do have to start wrapping it up because we've been going long. Um, but okay. what? Uh, what? What was that game like from your perspective, Sam? Because that was like
1: that. That's an up and down game um, uh, for sure. I don't know. I mean, I think we thought we lost maybe twice. Um, Mike had a times. sick Titan defense. Yeah, there was just a couple. I don't even know what to think about the game. Honestly, there was definitely a point during the game where I was, I said like 15 minutes and I'm like, what is this game, man? <laughs> <laughs> just running back and forth, just attacking each other. <laughs> Nothing's really happening. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of a fiesta, I'd say.
3: Yeah, that's the way it goes. Uh, thoughts on Mike getting MVP for both of you guys?
1: Deserved, not deserved? Uh, I'd say
2: deserved, yeah. I think as the set went on, deserved. But in the earlier games, I feel like PBM was not at 100. Mm. Like, yeah, I mean, there, you could say that maybe about anybody that, like... There were <laughs> bad plays, right? God, you guys are so nice. It's disgusting.
1: <laughs> well, it's true. I think I mean, everybody had some bad plays. Uh, I think if I wouldn't give it to Mike, I'd give it to Max.
3: Yeah, I, uh, thought, I thought it was Panda Cat or Mike in my mind. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fine. Could have gotten an MVP or... because he had a really good whole weekend, but then yeah, he kind of yeah. trolled two times with the Yorm, and he was kind of trolling with the Achilles, even though he did get some executes pulled
1: out from under him. Yeah, I think if I had Blink on Achilles, we maybe would have snowballed that game. Hard, or being able to like yep. team fight better. Uh, the Jorm, I'm not sure that game was just a little awkward. But like, we got a huge lead and then just kind of threw it away. Like mm-hmm. he was so far ahead of Benji. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, he oh, definitely played know. really well too. I just think everybody played like pretty well, you know.
3: Yeah, you don't uh, you don't get to win tournaments without everyone playing <laughs> well. Um, all right, before we go, uh, we got to ask our useless question. Like we do every week, and uh, I want it to be about ice cream because Sam, sure. I know you're a big ice cream guy all the time. Sam, late at night, is saying, "Think I should go get some ice cream right now, or what?" And I'm saying, <laughs> "Of course, dude, you got to be going to get that ice cream." <laughs> what are some? What's your favorite ice cream flavor? What are some over ice overrated ice cream flavors? Mm. Uh, what,
1: what What do we got? Okay, maybe deceiving. Okay, I do like ice cream, but it's not a, that often. <laughs> let's get that out of the way. Okay,
3: Sam, you are an ice cream fiend,
1: I and I won't be hearing anything else. Okay. okay uh, let's see. I'm a, Okay, maybe like chocolate chip cookie dough is just like good, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Always solid. It's gonna go be wrong. good. Yeah. Um, maybe the best flavor? I don't know. Just because it's always like pretty good.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't
1: go wrong with it. Yeah. Like you really can't. Food. That's a safe pick. Uh, coffee ice cream is good. Oof. And I'd say a lot, I lean more on the side of vanilla ice cream than chocolate. Yes. Personally. Uh, so that, was, that was my, that was gonna be my opinion. First of all, if
3: you like mint chocolate chip, get a grip. Okay. I, I don't want to hear about it because mint chocolate chip is disgusting. It can be
1: good sometimes in my opinion. No, no. never. Really? Literally, Sorry. Literally
3: never. Mint so sorry. is only for gum and toothpaste. And that's all I'm hearing about it. Oh, and mojitos. That's it. Like, okay. that's all, that's, that's all you can do with mint, with mint ever. Okay. Number mm. two, if your if your ice cream flavor is chocolate base, get it out of my face. Vanilla base is always the way to go. All right, that's all. That it's it's just the truth. Like chocolate Wait. base is too rich. It's not going to be good.
2: To, okay, stupid question. Does yeah. cookies and cream count as chocolate based? if it's like so much chocolate in it, or no? I mean, it is like a vanilla ice cream, but like there's like chocolate in every bite.
3: Right, no, no, but the base uh, is vanilla. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the okay. base is vanilla.
2: Yeah, I think I generally
1: agree. Also, I didn't say, it, but moose tracks are really good. Big fan of moose tracks. Moose tracks are. What really are moose good. tracks? Uh, I guess. Well, the base can be either chocolate or or vanilla. I think obviously better with vanilla, better. Yeah. Yep. But then it has like little peanut butter cups in it and like chocolate chips too. I think. Ooh. And yeah. maybe some of them have like like fudge maybe in there.
3: Yep. Yep. Fudge is fudge is key. I love. Like vanilla ice cream, like like caramel vanilla ice cream, like mm-hmm. a little bit of caramel on there, some, cho- some cookie dough bites, whatever, some chocolate chips, whatever. I'm down with that. Sure. Um, one of the best ice creams I've ever had was when I was a little, a little drunk, um, <laughs> about to go see a movie, and I went to Jenny's Ice Cream, which bangs, if you guys haven't been there, it's at the Avalon, and okay. they had like... Uh, graham, it was like vanilla graham cracker, Oh and then it was in a. or no 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 no! It was it was apple pie ice cream. It was like basically uh, vanilla ice cream with some caramel and some like little uh, pieces of apple in a cinnamon mm. waffle cone. And it changed mm. my life, dude. It was insane. Like it was, I it was no, work. I haven't. I really need to go back. I, I think I it was a season. I think the cinnamon it. waffle cone was like a seasonal thing, but it was like an apple pie in ice cream form. And it was amazing. And I think about it like every day it was, it was mm. just awesome. Barrow, let, let's hear your terrible favorite ice cream. <laughs> <What>?
2: <laughs> okay. So I have like multiple, so we'll say cookies and cream. Good. And, uh, for like top tier, all kind of always good. And vanilla beans like right below it sometimes vanilla bean for me is like the best thing ever. love
3: like, vanilla bean I'll yeah. just go
2: to town on like a whole thing of vanilla bean yep and I'm a big fan of Froyo yeah so, Froyo is good every time I go I will get a uh, cheesecake froyo and whatever mm-hmm. chocolate one they have um sometimes it's like a deep fudge chocolate or like, a chocolate chip cookie dough, chocolate, and it's really good. And mix those together. Do half and half, and okay. then I'll do a graham cracker. It's like yep crumble, basically. That's good stuff. And then I'll throw some more cheesecake bites and some Oreo bites on top of it, like to, like the crumbled up uh, stuff. And then I'll do marshmallow, and uh, it's like caramel on top. I'll do Ooh. like crisscross of both, oh. and uh, and then that's it. Wow, and yeah, that sounded pretty good for most overrated strawberry ice cream. What, dude? Strawberry ice cream is good. It's only good if you're like younger than 12 years old. Well, I'm not, really? So. That's when I actually hated yeah.
1: it. I'm not going. You know, <laughs> the, you know the like the classic ice cream where it's got like the vanilla section, the strawberry, and the chocolate. Oh, mm-hmm. the, is that the Metropolitan or something like
3: that? Or yeah, Neapolitan? Yeah, yeah. Neapolitan. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 that one.
2: <laughs> no, it's in the city.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Barry, uh, you weren't you weren't bringing anything with it. Come on geez. now.
2: Seriously.
1: <laughs> I got there. Okay, all yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Either way. That actually can be pretty good from time to time, like having yeah. that mixture.
3: Yeah, that's um, that's not for me because I really don't like chocolate ice cream very much. This is what I was going to say, though. When I think about ice cream, I'm always kind of thinking this ice cream is really good, except for this apple pie ice cream that I had. But I kind of always want a milkshake instead. I'm a milkshake. Yeah, milkshakes I like They're OP, dude. Like you're talking like. When we're talking cookies and cream, Chick-fil-A, milkshake, like that's 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 OP, man. How am I ever supposed to get away from that? Milkshakes are the best.
2: I would always rather have like a blizzard over like a milkshake. I think it's same category, right?
1: I don't know. Mm. Is blizzard more? I think it's kind of in the middle. I don't think you can suck on (laughs) a (laughs) blizzard. Yeah, it's a bit like thicker, right? Yeah,
3: Yeah. that's the thing where you can turn it upside down, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think a milkshake that you like have with your spoon is like good. Like, Mm. I guess it's kind of ice cream at that. I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, creamy ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you.
3: Have you guys? Okay, real quick, have you guys ever had Rita's Italian ice? Is that like a northern thing?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess some.
3: Yeah, you're from you're from Philadelphia. Okay. Did you it ever have? So though. Did you ever have a misto, Sam? Which is misto. That's what they called their like milkshakes. It was like you could pick whatever Italian oh, ice cream yes, you wanted, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it's it's like, mix it in with some ice custard on the bottom, right?
1: And yeah. then uh...
3: no, no, no. This is like a milkshake, basically. It's uh, oh, okay. Like you could do that. They had that, but this would be yeah, they would yeah. like just turbo mix uh, some some like vanilla custard. In an Italian ice for whatever flavor you wanted. And it was mm-hmm. basically a milkshake and it was the best thing ever. I always want it in the summer and there's no Rita's down here. And it makes me really yeah, sad. I don't know if I there.
2: Had there's had three that. Rita's down here. Sorry. I just looked it up. No way. Wait, Are really? they close? Yeah. Uh, there's one like 30 minutes east of Alfredo. There's one like 30 minutes east of Marietta. Dude, let's
3: okay. Whenever we're, it's socially responsible. Okay, that to actually so. could be worth it. That, let's all take it. The three of us can take I'm a down. trip to Rita's and get and get some mistos. I think that everyone will be I'm happy. Down, yeah let's go we've made plans all right congrats sam on the on the win of course uh you're the beast you carried fine and everyone else uh and it's easy for you and that's all there (laughs) is to it um thanks everyone for watching and listening as always uh If you'd like to watch, we stream these every Sunday, usually starting at 8, though this one was later because of finals going long, at 8 p.m. at twitch.tv slash prediction esports. For everyone who's watching, you can also catch all of our old episodes and all of our future episodes. It'll be on the Prediction page on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you're interested in other esports, they've got a bunch of other great podcasts, Dota, Rocket League, uh, Teamfight Tactics, all that kind of stuff. You can find all that on the Prediction page, so make sure you guys check it out. Uh, Thanks for watching. And we'll see you guys next time on the Backliners Podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Uh, See ya.